Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Thank you, Wade. We're here live on California School News Radio, the voice of education in California. Welcome to the program. Every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on WSRadio.com, we bring you newsmakers from the world of education to discuss what's going right in our communities. From the perspective of administrators, teachers, students, parents, and community members, I am Kevin Osmus of VMA Communications, and with me, as always, my esteemed co-host, Drew Schlossberg of the San Diego Union Tribune. Welcome to you, Drew. How are you doing there, uh, Kevin? Uh, very, very well. Uh, we're just enjoying the crisp winter air and the snow-capped mountains and um, had a you know, nice little uh, President's Day off and uh, feeling very energized. Very, very we, good. As we go into the program, and uh, let's just get right into it. We're honored to have as our first guest this morning, Rio Hondo College Vice President of Student Services, Henry G., Henry uh, recently received the Fred Turner Award for Outstanding Service from Student Affairs Administrators in Higher Education, or NASPA. Henry will be honored at the NASPA Annual Conference in a couple of weeks in March in Los Angeles. And I should point out that this is the 100-year anniversary for NASPA. So very good, Henry. Also in August, Henry was appointed Interim Executive Director of the Rio Hondo College Foundation. And he's already made an impact, which we will talk about uh, in a little bit. Welcome to California School News Radio to you, Henry. Thank you so much, and uh, thanks for having me on. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, we're quite honored. Henry, I know you were a first-generation college student, a s- the son of immigrant parents from China, and proud product of the Southern California Community College system. Tell us a little bit about your background and, and how your experiences have shaped your uh, enthusiastic approach to administration in higher education. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, I've been in higher education. I'm finishing my 40th year now of working at colleges, and uh, the last 25 had been at California Community Colleges. And as you noted, I was a, a proud product of the California Community College system. I actually graduated from Sacramento City College in Northern California, but I've spent my career in Southern California working. And so that has really shaped who I am and my success. I, I credit the community colleges for laying the foundation for my higher ed success uh, as a student, and I think has really grounded me to really focus on helping students uh, reach their goals when they attend a college, and especially one at a community college in Southern California. And I'm sure you've seen a lot of things change over 40 years and of being an administrator. But I, I, I don't want to embarrass you. Um, the, the Fred Turner Award that you just received is, uh, is quite an honor, but it's not your first honor. You, you've been receiving honors. It, it would take almost all of the program to list all of the honors you have received and all of the organizations that you, you work for. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, what NASPA is and sure. uh, who, who Fred Turner is, uh, the, the namesake of the award, and, and you're in evolving roles uh, throughout the years in, uh, in this organization. Sure. Well, I, I began working with NASPA well over 30 years ago, and uh, I started off in Southern California as the new professionals um, coordinator, trying to help new professionals get you know, um, indoctrinated into working with NASPA, which is you know, higher ed folks. And it ranges from 
a resident director all the way to, you know, college vice presidents and some even presidents who came from student affairs backgrounds. Uh, I've been very fortunate. You know, Fred Turner Award is really, they say, for outstanding service, but it's also acknowledged as a lifetime achievement award, which would indicate why, after 40 years as an older guy, uh, they think that uh, it's a great award to, to provide, and I'm, I'm very honored and pleased because it is selected by your peers. NASPA's got over 15,000 members nationally, over 1,000 institutions, two- and four-year they're involved, and Fred Turner was uh, a former chief affairs officer and was actually NASA board uh, president, uh, I think, back in the late 50s. And so, uh, you know, he, someone who made a major impact on the association, they named the award after him, and I think that's really important. I've been fortunate enough to receive, uh, like you said, multiple awards from NASA and other organizations, but I always have said it's not about me, it's about the, the team that I've helped develop and work with, and also, most importantly, it's all about our students and their success. And, and student affairs, let's be clear, there, there are some positions you could take at a school, and, and the kids will never see you, but uh, student affairs, you are definitely out there. You are, you're... I, I do. As a matter of fact, uh, I make it a point. Uh, I, I learned this from a, a colleague and mentor of mine, uh, uh, Dr. Shannon Ellis, who's a vice president uh, of student much affairs. Much better experience. Yeah. Uh, and, and so for me, you know, it really helps for the students to see me. So on a weekly basis, I attend our student government meetings just so I could see what's happening at the student government and student level and just hear from them and also just share with them some of the things that are happening on our own campus. Well, I'd like to introduce you to our co-host, Drew Slosberg. Please join us, Drew. Yeah, absolutely. So, Henry, congratulations on uh, your long uh, list of accomplishments. But, you know, you folks are uh, so well-positioned, and community colleges always has been, uh, with now this huge uh, focus on, you know, pathways uh, into mm-hmm. the workforce. Uh, community colleges have been top of the game on this thing, and there's a lot that four-year schools could learn from uh, uh, what you folks have been doing uh, throughout, uh, throughout your career. Tell us how you're well-positioned for this. Well, I think, you know, when, when you talk about, you know, the well position, I, I believe that, you know, the community colleges serve multiple roles. It's not just, you know, we do transfer students right. to the four-year school, but we also help students get to the workforce. Uh, I'll, I'll brag for just a minute about Rio Hondo College. We're the second college, community college in the country to have the test start program. Uh, the first one was in North Carolina. We were the second one. We've already graduated two cohorts of students who work with Tesla. And so when these students finish their 12-week paid 40-hour-a-week schooling, they are getting hired and getting offered multiple jobs to work for Tesla. And so I think when you talk about opportunities for students to to leave here with, you know, uh, marketable skills, uh, employment, uh, living wages, I think that community colleges provide all that along with the transfer potential. Well, you know, and, and on top of all that, uh, besides that, you hit a very key word, you know, paid internships, of course, always nice. And now you're going to walk into a very uh, high-paying uh, job or a nice-paying job. But whether they work for Tesla or they go on to work for somebody else, the skill sets they have learned in this pathway are just invaluable, and they're all going to be transferable to wherever else technology has taken us. Absolutely, and I think the, the, the mindset is, you know, um, and I have to say over my 40 years what I've seen is it, you, you want to have a, a solid base of education yet at the same time now, now more than ever they're, they're talking about what type of skills will a student have and sometimes when people graduate in the past they'd say, well, they got the education but they don't have any pragmatic skills. Exactly. And so I think it's important for us to community college to help students, you know, have that, have that balance of not only intellectual strength but also, as, as they would say, you know, the, the intelligence quotient and the, the emotional quotient to go out there and 
uh, contribute right away to the workforce. Well, and they also are learning, you know, all the things that we know we need in the 21st century, and that is to be flexible, to be collaborative. Um, you know, there'll be some, you know, you'll skin your knee, but you got to uh, bring yourself back up. And, of course, with the advent of so many jobs now that may not require a four-year degree, not discouraging people to go to a four-year university at all, but if you uh, want to get a, you know, very solid community college uh, uh, education, and it would be very solid, but then go ahead and, you know, do an apprenticeship or, you know, you get a certificate, um, well-positioned if you go through the co- uh, community college route. Absolutely. And when you think about, for example, when you think about uh, public safety and, and things like that in California, firemen and policemen, over 70% of them came out of the community colleges, police academies, or fire academies. Right. So, uh, and on a, I'm going to swing back around to the, the appointment that I received back in, in August to be the interim executive director of our foundation. So on January the 11th this year, we hosted a homecoming for the first time in 22 years. And one of the part of the homecoming was our police academy hosted a uh, police academy reunion. We had eight police chiefs show up, seven which were graduates from our, from our college. And so that's really a proud fact for us. Um, one of them, the Huntington Beach, uh, Beach Huntington Beach, Hermosa Beach uh, police chief, she formerly was a number three ranked officer in LAPD. And, you know, she was the keynote speaker at our graduation class of 207. And she said, well, I'm a graduate of class 147. And so you see the ties over the years of 30 or 40 plus years of graduates are going out there and being put to work right away and making a big difference in the community. Let's the circle back now to the homecoming, Henry, because uh, this was just not this was not an ordinary homecoming at Rio Hondo. This was the first homecoming uh, in over twenty years. Uh, apparently, it was something that had just stopped happening at Rio Hondo, and and something that I know. Uh, uh, kind of bothered you that, that your school didn't have a homecoming, so you decided, I'm going to do something about this as the interim executive director. So uh, what steps did you take to reinstate the homecoming at Rio Hondo? Sure. Well, one of the things I said, I, I've been here 15 years now, and uh, I, I noticed, you know, again, not to be critical, but I noticed the lack of spirit on campus, and I just said, what do we do to enhance that, and, and why don't we have a homecoming? You mentioned very accurately, we dropped homecoming about 22 years ago, and it kind of coincided when the college dropped the football team. And that's typically where you see homecomings is tied to, to you know, football season and football games, but I know a lot of colleges and universities that don't have football teams still have homecomings, but our college did not. So I got appointed interim executive director. I asked them, would you mind if I try to, you know, arrange and, and create homecoming again for our college? And they said, if you want to do it, go ahead. So I worked with the athletic department and other departments and police academy and then also our nursing and said, let's have homecoming, let's have reunions, let's have open house and start off and see what happens. And uh, I have to say it went really well. Uh, like I said, the police academy went great. The nursing uh, open house was well received. And uh, we had a spirited uh, group there for the, the pregame. And then at the game, it was a, re- it was a spirited uh, group there. Unfortunately, our team, you know, got walloped, but that's the way it goes. <laughs> eh, you can, there's some things you just can't uh, can't can't do anything about but that's okay Correct. everybody tries and and uh well we just got a couple of uh seconds left before we uh, go to break so after we come back from break we're going to talk a little bit more about what the foundation does uh and uh just a, a little bit more about uh things that you have seen over your 40 years in in higher education and especially the last 15 years at rio hondo college sure. uh when we return to california school news radio with kevin and drew on wsradio.com we're talking with 
Henry G., Vice President of Student Services at Rio Hondo College. And we will be right back after these breaks. Stay tuned. presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlerner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. Kenja Dixon was crowned the number one sales executive through hard work, deep thinking, and the revelation of universal talk laws. He now wants to share these lessons with you. Universal talk laws are what you need to know and use in business and at home to have successful and effective conversations. Kenja Dixon shares his wisdom, action plans, and wealth. Each book comes with a chance to win $10,000. Find Universal Talk Laws at KenjaDixon.com. In the military, things can change in an instant. Your personal life is just the same. Just like you protect our country, you want your family protected. That's why thousands of military members trust Navy Mutual Life Insurance. Navy Mutual is nonprofit, providing current and former Navy, Marine, and Coast Guard families with life insurance, no sales fees, and no military service restrictions. Protecting members on active duty and beyond. Call 1-800-628-6011. 800-628-6011. NavyMutual.org. Insuring those who serve. Homeless veterans and their families are suffering and need our support, but many won't ask or don't know that help is within reach. Veterans Community Services is here to help. Amazingly, about 35% of the homeless in our neighborhoods are veterans with families. Low-income veterans or their friends are encouraged to contact Veterans Community Services and reach out for help with housing and other services. Call now, 800-974-9909. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Welcome back to the program. I am Kevin Oswitz with Drew Schlossberg and our guest, Rio Hondo, Vice President of Student Services, Henry G. Welcome back to California School News Radio, Henry. Thank you. 
Um, you are the uh, vice president of student services, but you are. I'm just looking at your 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 bio, and you are just so con- very active uh, and advocating for so many uh, different organizations uh, than uh, the new professionals for the network of educational equity and ethnic diversity. Uh, you have also uh, been a co-facilitator for the uh, leadership development program for higher education, um, which is a program sponsored by the Asian Pacific Americans in higher education and, uh, and the leadership education for Asian Pacifics. Uh, this is uh, a lot of things to juggle around, uh, but it's clearly your passion. Can you can you speak a little bit to uh, uh, some of these organizations that you're a part of, and, and some of the work that you've been doing for these organizations? Sure, I'd be pleased to. You know, the first the the network for education equity and ethnic diversity uh, morphed itself into the knowledge communities within the uh, NASPA organization, and so now there are about thirty six different knowledge communities within the organization, and so. They range from the Asia Pacific, you know, uh, Islander knowledge community to the new professionals and graduate students to the, you know, uh, there. I know this new proposed one for working with formerly incarcerated students. So you can see there's a lot of different knowledge communities that can be uh, started and working with NASA and working with different, you know, students and, and constituencies within your campuses. As far as the the APAHI, the Asian Pacific Americans, and also leadership education, one thing that I've always been concerned about and been participating in is the leadership program. Uh, now named Leap Advance, which is really focused on helping people look at the opportunities for advancement within higher education, in particular looking at presidencies. Uh, it's not just about the vertical and climbing up the ladder, but also having a voice. You know, one of the concerns I've always had when I work with educational economic diversity was marginalization, invisibility, and lack of voice uh, on a campus. And so in working with that, uh, I actually was fortunate enough uh, a few years back uh, Participate in chaptering, writing a chapter for a book called Asian Americans Pacific Islanders in Higher Education. And it was uh, written, I mean, it was sponsored by NASPA and edited by Doris Ching and Amy Agbayani. And the chapter that I have, happened to help participate and write with my colleague, uh, Dr. Noji, was Asian Americans Pacific Islanders in Leadership A Pipeline or a Pipe Dream. And we talked about, you know, are there, is there a growing number of APIs that are reaching the, the proverbial corner office? And we said there really wasn't. That it was pretty much a zero-sum game. Every time we added two, we lost two to retirement or something else. And so I've always been committed to try to in, enhance that. You know, at, after 40 years, I'm still very engaged with growing leaders and not just APIs. You know, I, I've been very fortunate in my career uh, over the 40 years now. I've had eight people who specifically worked for me that have moved on to become vice presidents and one has even become a college president. And of those eight, only one is biracial Asian. Everyone else is either African-American Latino, Cuban, you know, Dominican. So there's there's quite a few different uh, folks that I've worked with. It's not just APIs, but I do have a special uh, spot in my heart for trying to help grow APIs as well. And what do you tell your students uh, uh, when when you're discussing when you're discussing these leadership roles? Uh, is there any one particular advice that you can give to every student uh, that can that can help them navigate these these uh, systems? Well, one of the things I always tell students is pursue your heart and your passion. What what brings you, you know, you know, obviously one of the, the national things right now is, you know, what brings you joy as you joke about, you know, Marie Kondo and, and you're cleaning your, your, your house and your rooms. I ask this all the time, where's your passion? What brings you joy? What do you enjoy doing? Is it, you know, and really try to figure out how you can do that within your work. 
you know, I've been in, hired for 40 years, and I still love my job. I mean, there's like everyone else, there's days you wish you were at home instead. But for the most part, I love what I do every day and, and have the chance to impact students' lives. I share with them regularly that, you know, let's find out what you like. And if you don't know, let's look at some different things you can do to try to at least assess what your interests are. Drew, you have a question for Henry? I sure do. So how can our listeners uh, can uh, support your efforts, uh, both of your efforts, obviously, as uh, head of student services and equally as important as in, in the interim uh, director of the foundation? Well, one of the things that I've always, you know, um, concerned me is people's mentality of the fact that, oh, if you don't, if you don't go right to a four-year school, you're not going to be successful. And I, you know, I, I thank both uh, Chancellor White from the CSU system and President Napolitano from the UC system, who both very clearly stated, and I'll use President Napolitano first, who said one-third of the UC graduates started at a community college. And in the CSU system, it's approximately 55 to 60 percent started community college. And so I know that it not only works, uh, it is the pathway to many of our students. You know, if they choose to go to four-year school, most of the four-year schools in California are impacted now. And so, and then the foundation, why I'm so committed to the foundation, because our number one job in the foundation is to raise scholarship dollars. You know, we are to raise scholarship dollars to help our students pursue an education because oftentimes, even though the cost of a community college is so much less expensive than a four-year school, Oftentimes, students say, well, I'm working 30 or 40 hours a week. I can't afford to go take the time off to go to school. And so we have to help them try to find that balance of here's what you can do for 20 hours. We get the financial aid for you, and we get these scholarships for you to help you transfer when you're done. And so I think, you know, what people need to realize is community college could be a first choice, not a last choice, and that, uh, you know, by, by donating scholarships to, um, to community colleges, foundations, that would really help a student, you know, pursue their, their future. Uh, well, one way that uh, – speaking of the foundation, now one of the upcoming events that I believe that will be uh, helping uh, uh, raise money for the foundation is a, a taste of Rio. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you can you talk a little bit because it's, it's about food. It's already making me hungry. I'm, I'm <laughs> licking my lips right now. Uh, well, tell us yeah. a little about this year's uh, Taste of Rio. Well, this will be the first opportunity I've had to um – oversee the Taste of Rio. It's been going on for about six years now, and it's been growing in stature every year. And you're right, it is, you know, we get local restaurants and other entities that uh, will bring food and people get a chance to taste food. You know, they, they buy their ticket, they come on, and the food tasting is free. I have to acknowledge it's, uh, it's an adults-only event because we also have uh, wine, craft beers, and other uh, beverages that are uh, for adults only. So we try to mix and, and really make it a community event. Last year we had just under 600 people attend, and this year's goal is to try to have 700 people attend. And it really is a great opportunity. There's, you know, there's opportunity baskets and everything else like that, and people can bid on those things. And so it's really, it's really a, a chance to, to get the community engaged with our campus and to, to raise scholarship dollars. And you know, we've set a goal this year of trying to raise $100,000 for student scholarships, and that's all the all the money goes directly to student scholarships. And so that's that's what's kind of fun. And you have so many restaurants and others that will come because because they are committed to helping uh, our students, but they're also committed to, you know, engaging the community. You know, it's, we definitely want them to come here and, and sh- show off their, their food, and we want to make sure that we, uh, you know, frequent their, their establishments once the uh, event's over. Uh, we are uh, chatting with Henry uh, G. He is the Vice President of Student Services for Rio Hondo College, also the Interim Executive uh, Director. Uh, if I can, uh, Kevin, question for mm-hmm. you, uh, Henry. How closely are you working with the uh, the high schools in, in the area and this uh, 
sort of trying to be as seamless as a transition as possible from high school to community college to whether it go to a four-year school or the world of work? Certainly. Well, one of the things that we, we do is we do have, like just, re- is just in January, we had our, what we called our regional counselor breakfast. And we had over 40 high school and their counselors show up on our campus to talk to them about the, like you talk about the seamless pathway and making it a, you know, a, a very uh, solid choice for students to make. If they want to go to a four-year school, they come through here. If they want to try to figure out how to get a job uh, or, you know, go to vocation, income here as well, but we work very closely with the high schools. We have to because the, the intent nowadays is to really help students get through quicker. Uh, you know, it's, you don't have, unfortunately, with the everyone's, you know, clamoring for, for budget, uh, the state has to really uh, clamp down and say, let's try to help our students finish uh, sooner rather than later. Even the federal government got involved in July of 2012 when they lowered the Pell Grant eligibility from nine years to six years. And so that really uh, puts a, a a burden on students to try to get through as quickly as possible. Uh, you know, and I always say with community college students, the majority of my students work. And so that's not just in Rio Hondo, but up and down the state. Well, and, and I think it's also incumbent in that sense, a, a terrific uh, game plan, uh, since the jobs are changing so quickly. Um, mm-hmm. Much has been written about, and you know this as well as anybody, that those uh, folks entering kindergarten in the fall of 2018, by the time they uh, get graduated from high school, uh, you know, 12 years later, uh, 40% of those jobs will be very, very different. That's absolutely true, and I, I have to think about my own my own situation and my own my children. And I think about what they went through. And I, and I remember when my daughter was in middle school, you know, working on PowerPoint presentations, and now that's like elementary school things, and it, <laughs> right. it's changed so much. And I think, gosh, I was a professional for 10 years where I forgot how to do a PowerPoint. And now, you know, my daughter's doing it in middle school and asking asking me for help. And I'm looking at her like, well, why don't you show dad how to do that, honey? Yeah, I, so, I don't. I still don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I went to community college. I am raising my hand, by the way. I am uh, 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 proud to say that I went to community college and then transferred to a four-year school, and that worked out very well for me. Um, we have less than a minute, Henry. Uh, let's Can we get a date and uh, for the for the Taste of Rio for Absolutely. our listeners if they, if they want to come by? If they're interested in Coming by, it is on Friday, April 26th, uh, here at Rio Hondo College from 6 o'clock to about 9 o'clock. And we welcome any and everyone to, to attend and, and help us with our student scholarships, enjoy some food and some beverages. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Henry. Uh, congratulations on your award. It's a Lifetime Achievement Award, but you are not retired. So let's be very clear about that. You are I not, not retired. retired. <laughs> you are I'm still there tired. every day, 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Vice President uh, of Student Services at Rio Hondo College, Henry G., our guest this morning on California School News Radio. We will uh, be back with uh, another wonderful guest here on the program, uh, uh, along with uh, Drew Slosberg, my co-host. Uh, just stay tuned, and we will be back right after these messages. Take a break from politics. Tune in and learn something. WS Radio shows are worth your time and are filled with tips and advice. Add us to your lunch routine and we'll give you a meal for your mind. One person has the power to change the world, impact millions of lives, and leave a legacy for lifetimes to come. That person is you. In the New York Times bestseller, What is Your What? 
Steve Ulcher, award-winning author and founder of the Reinvention Workshop, reveals his proven process that has helped thousands of men and women discover, share, and monetize the one thing they were born to do. Grab your free copy now at www.whatisyourwhat.com slash free. That's www.whatisyourwhat.com forward slash free. Take a break from politics. Tune in and learn something. WS Radio shows are worth your time and are filled with tips and advice. Add us to your lunch routine and we'll give you a meal for your mind. Donate cash, furniture, clothes, and other gently used household items to Father Joe's Villages and get a nice tax break in April. Every donation is tax deductible. Believe you can make a difference. Be Father Joe. Go to neighborhood.org or call 1-800-HOMELESS to donate today. Nowadays, Internet devices are an integral part of your home. Everyone in your family has a smartphone, tablet, or a computer. Life is easier knowing that all your devices are secured and your family can surf the Internet carefree. ESET Multi-Device Security Pack does just that. One license for all your devices. With ESET, it's simple to stay protected and save money. Enjoy safer technology with ESET Multi-Device Security Pack at ESET.com. That's E-S-E-T dot com. On the Internet, your business's reputation can be unjustly destroyed in an instant. Don't wait for that to happen. Building and marketing your five-star reputation can increase your business by as much as 19%. Take control of your reputation and have the five-star reputation you deserve with Reputation Marketing Solutions by DSI Development. Become the go-to company by visiting 5starrepmarketing.com. The number 5starrepmarketing.com. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. 